Hello and welcome to episode 116 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast, Take 3, because we've had to vacate Discord and move over to Zoom, our Patreons. Uh, thank you to uh, the ones who have stuck with us this far. This is the third time we've started, literally, because it's just been a technical nightmare, but it seems to be better on here and I'm delighted to introduce Al. Good evening and yahar, matey, because we're in Zoom, therefore we have Zoom filters on and I'm a pirate and I'm very happy about it. Yeah, I think this is the problem now. You see, we've we've we've, we've realised that this is too much fun, so um, this is going to be a problem. Leona, hello, welcome. Hello, hello again. Long time no speak. Yes, I know. It feels like we've been through this conversation. Uh, I just got a nice picture, by the way. Um, also, before we get started, a huge thanks to all our Patreon supporters, as always. And thank you to everybody who downloads the podcast on a regular basis. Remember, it's nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us if you would like to um, support us even more. Uh, and all the money that we get in, it all goes straight back onto our Patreon supporters one way or another. Um, we we make that work. So lots of things to lots of things we can do um, as well in the future. And we've given away mugs and all sorts. So it's uh, it's all a, it's a good place to be. Now before we get started, Al, what have you been playing this week? Uh, well, last night I tried to play a bit of Bomberman R Online, but we'll come back to that. Mm. Instead, I ended up playing a bit of Mario Party with my good pal Mike, and we basically got our backsides handed to us by an AI that seems to always want to win even on the easiest setting it still beats us so easily it's so annoying yeah it is very frustrating it was fun though I enjoyed it actually it was a kind of impromptu game because obviously we were planning on the Bomberman game but we'll come on to that in a minute uh, Leona I know you've been streaming and I know you've told us this a couple of times in our first recordings but let's mm-hmm. talk about it for those that haven't heard it which is our listeners so what have you been playing I've been playing this game that you have never heard of or never heard me talk about called Soma, which um, has been really fun. I've been really, really loving playing it and playing it on stream has been super fun. It's a a good horror game. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's been really good. Excellent. And uh, I know you've been doing, you've you've still been streaming plenty as well. And and usually when I see it, I'm like, oh, it's a scary game. I'm going to have to hide if I jump on that one. So is that it's still been the kind of theme with things? Yeah, for the most part, they're kind of my favourite things to stream. Occasionally, I do ones that aren't scary, but they yeah, are definitely my favourites, like, I can't deny. When you can do Kirby or something nice and like cuddly and friendly that I can come in and actually watch without being scared? Um, well, do you know, Ellie, why don't you just like put me in a tab so you can just hear... Unless the noises are scary, maybe the noises are just too scary for you. But um, I, know, I thought you were going to say, why don't you just grow up here? <laughs> also that. Also yeah, that. yeah, that's also yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, I actually played a super scary game recently. That was the, like the most terrifying thing. So I definitely wouldn't um, tune into those ones. It's called Devourer. It's another kind of pretty new game um, where you tasty. Yeah, kind of like our almost like Slendermanny esque. You yeah run around um, co-op with some so with friends picking up as things to sacrifice basically is the first one anyway yeah. um and you have to like get 10 of them and like light the fire 10 times and then if you do it all like you can do the ritual to get rid of the ghost but the ghost's after you and it like jump scares you all the time and like runs after you really creepily and it was this sounds horrific yeah. <laughs> i want my mummy pretty hilarious uh watching me um 
scream, scream my lungs out though on stream. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Um, I have been playing. I'm going to sneeze, but I'll try. I'm going to try and continue, but it didn't I've work. Sneezed your mustache <laughs> off. Professionally done, sir. I did sneeze my mustache off. Very well observed. <laughs> I wonder if there's ever been a time where that's actually happened, where someone sneezed so hard their mustache has fallen off. Um, anyway, so I have been uh, playing a few things. I played a bit more of the Batman Telltale games. I finished the first one and never actually finished um, the second one, which is called. Oh, I just said in my head had it a minute ago, but it's gone. But the second one, anyway. Very, very good. I'm just about... I'm on it, Act 2, and um, yeah, it's just a great game and just really nice. Of course, there's the, the noir version of it now, the Shadows version that you can play, which um, I don't have, but the original one's excellent anyway. And um, American Fugitive, which is on sale right now. I massively recommend picking it up. It's one seventy nine. It was 20 quid. Um, a couple of issues with the... So basically, it's a bit like GTA meets Shawshank Redemption. You escape from prison right at the start of the game, and it's like a top-down GTA game but made much more kind of modern than the old top-down GTA games. And um, it's it's really good. A couple of issues. The police are far too quick at coming in to try and get you when you like bump a car or whatever. Um, so that's annoying. But other than that, I have to say it's a very qual- it's quality. And the port is good. It wasn't originally, but they've fixed it up and it's a lot better than it was at launch and no frame rate issues, nothing like that. Um, and also uh, a game which I'll be doing a wee review on, but I'm going to leave that till next week because I'm going to get the review done this week and we'll, we'll hopefully get that out as well. Uh, Al, you did a review recently that people can check out as well. I did. It's on our YouTube channel, so go and check it out. Rise of the Slime, and um, at least I think one of our patrons may have actually gone and bought the game on the back of the review. But uh, go and li- go and listen to what I have to say about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, Leona's now seeing everything in three D, which is uh, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah, these uh, these zoom filters are messing with my head. I'm basically I'm speaking to you, but you basically look like having a conversation with Freddie Mercury. You just look <laughs> you look like Freddie. Got a bit of that. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, uh, he he was a bit of a legend, so I'll, I'm okay with that. I can be a tribute act for the night. Um, um, so yeah, so it's it, we, we've not. You know, I've been playing kind of a few few things, but it's just kind of bits and pieces in between everything else we've been doing. But uh, it is, I have to say, playing the game last night. So we mentioned there just briefly about uh, Mario Party. We played a game of Mario Party, but we, we actually went on to play Bomberman, the new online version, which I have played a single player game. Basically, it's like Bot- Bomberman Royale. So it's a bit like Tetris ninety nine, but with Bomberman, which is actually a really cool concept and it works really well. It's a really fun game, but if you want to play with friends in a private room, you've got to pay for premium. It's not free. And I think it's eight ninety nine. and you get some extras thrown in, like different characters and stuff, which is slightly disappointing. I'd have liked to have been, I'd have liked to have played Royale with, with heaps of other people with you in the same game. But I think it was kind of more of a potluck thing to do that. And obviously yeah. I didn't want to do that. I was, I was really disappointed. I was looking forward to playing Borrowman. I was going to introduce my other half to Borrowman. She has never played it before. And this is going to be the opportunity to sit down and basically try and blow you up with bombs and it would have been hilarious and wonderful but we were foiled and let's face it for $8.99 I'm probably not going to go and buy it what I would quite like to do is go back and get um, I forgot what it's called but the actual the existing Bomberman game that's on the Switch and just get that and because I presume you can play that multiplayer online. Um, I'm not sure. I have to go back and look. I know that when it started, it was quite bare bones when it first came out, but it, they've added loads they of stuff to it. out a lot, didn't they? They kept adding yeah. to it. They kept adding to it. And actually, it's really good value. I do recommend that game. But Bomberman, um, I would say definitely play it single player, the new Bomberman online. It's actually really, really good. The other online game, just before we get started for real, is the, the dodgeball game, which you said was going to be great, uh, Knockout City. It's called. It's free to download. Yeah, yeah. I thought it looked quite good. I think you were quite skeptical. I was about skeptical it at the initial launch, but actually, or initial, um, 
Yeah. Actually, the reviews are in. I haven't played it yet, but the reviews are in and they're very, very favorable. And it looks like a quite an easy pick up and play multiplayer. So like there's not an awful lot of things like, you know, your accuracy doesn't have to be brilliant. You, there's just a couple of mechanisms to like catch balls if they get thrown at you, like dodgeball and, and hit people. And actually it seems like quite a well thought out, quite a well balanced game for everybody. So actually quite interested to play that. Leona, I know for a fact um, behind those um, Zoom glasses that you would love to launch a ball off my face in a game of dodgeball. Um, but yeah. um, not... You, do you mean like in real life? Yeah, well, like that, the... I would say in real life, definitely. I mean... Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I'll say for like a for, you know digital version version of it well this but. could be your chance give me your chance you know but um yeah no, i'll maybe duck in real life it is time though um we've got this far this time around which is definitely good news because this is our third take this is the furthest we got it's time to move on to this week's news Okay, we are going to start with Red Deer Games. They've announced Seven Horizons for the Nintendo Switch. It's been described as Rayman meets Mega Man, which is a, well, it's a, that's a heck of a claim, to be honest, because you're taking two of uh, gaming's biggest iconic characters and sort of suggesting that this game sits somewhere between the two. Um, I do quite like the art style. I'm not sure if it's going to be the quality of Rayman meets Mega Man, but it's certainly, uh, art-wise, I do like the art style, Leona. What's your sort of thoughts on what you've seen of it? Yeah, it does It does look really cool. Like, I like the art style and the sort of comic book. In fact, I always love that, no matter how many times it's done. So, yeah, it does seem pretty cool. It's it's uh, making a big claim for itself, like you said. But, yeah, it looks fun. Yeah, Al, what's your take on it? Yeah. <laughs> so, I like the idea of the art style i like the cartoon look the kind of comic-y look but there's something it might just be because this is i'm hoping an early build that we're seeing in the trailer but it looks really cheap and mobile just the way the animations are done and the way the the different layers of the graphics sit on top of each other and what i find particularly amusing is something like a 34 second um clip and if you skip to 13 seconds apparently the character likes big goons Sort of G-U-N-S. They add an extra E. I'm thinking that means the quality control of this game is not going to be very high. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe you've got something there. It is. Not, yeah, I'm, I'm not holding my breath here. And yeah, certainly pitching yourself between Rayman and Mega Man is um, just asking to be shot down. Yeah, I mean, it feels, like, it feels like this game could go either way. It feels like it could end up being a, a mobile kind of port <laughs> or it could end up being absolutely class in terms of the way they've done it i just don't know i really hope it does do well though because it is you know art wise it does look good but i said rayman meets Mega Man. you might have wanted to start with something a little less it's the new balan wonder world <laughs> or something no i don't want to do that don't do that nobody do that oh no i mean at least you'd be setting expectations trailer that is very I mean, true at least it's not a metroidvania or a zelda inspired game that's very true that is very true because we've had plenty of those next up uh you may have seen it if you're a big dragon quest fan but there was a dragon quest 35th anniversary live stream this week and there was a bunch of announcements so i'm going to go through these together because none of us are really dragon quest players i have played some of the 10 on the on the 
Switch. So they announced uh, Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate, a darker and more adult-oriented spin on the series. Uh, they've confirmed the game is going to be powered by Unreal Engine 5, which is uh, a bit of good news, and it does seem like the Switch is going to run that. Um, there may be something in rumours later on, I'm sure. I haven't even looked, but I suspect it's there because it's been all anyone's talked about this week that might add to this discussion. Uh, Square Enix also announced Dragon Quest Three HD 2D Remake, so it's a, it's a glamorous take on the on the classic, which is a bit like what they did with Link to the Past, I guess. Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures, a spin-off JRPG. They also announced Dragon Quest Offline, which is a single-player version of the massive JMMO. Uh, they also announced X version 10 as well. That was X Offline, I should say. Uh, a much upgraded version of the MMO. And yeah, there we are. So a few announcements. The the two that really caught my eye there, um, Leona, and I know that you're not a Dragon Quest player, so this is a lot of this stuff isn't something you're particularly interested in as a as a gamer, but I'm interested about the Unreal Engine 5 being the choice for uh, Dragon Quest 12 because I think that does suggest that Switch Pro rumors have been quite ripe this week and uh, quite rife, and I'm, I don't want to sort of talk about that now, but I, it does kind of suggest that maybe that's where we're heading by the time this one comes out. Um, and then the second thing that's interesting is this 2D remake. I do like this, I guess, like preservation of old titles by redoing them similarly, but in a different way. If they're going to bring in a new take on it, I'd much prefer mm. that to just throwing something, slapping something on, on in a box and calling it a remaster or a re, re, you know, a kind of HD version. This seems like a better way to do it. Yeah, definitely. We've seen far too many remasters and HD versions and whatever else you want to call it where it's like, yeah, we just took the code from from that game and then we just sort of like put it out again, but we changed like the text on one of the screens and that's it. Like, so I think it's good to like try and do something a little bit different. I think you're more likely to get new people in that way as well because if they weren't interested, then it might not be now, but now that it yeah looks cooler absolutely and i think you know the thing they haven't they haven't officially said yet for um 12 all that it's a switch game but everyone's kind of expecting that because obviously dragon quest 10 was um unreal engine 5 can run on the current switch but really you do think this is if anything's geared towards a pro this is one of the announcements that is isn't it I'm, I'm not entirely sure I agree because there's still the Switch Lite is still very much part of the ecosystem and even if the main Switch does get replaced by the Pro in the very near future, the Switch Lite's not going anywhere. It's not going to get upgraded. So the Switch basic hardware as it is is perfectly capable of running Unreal Engine 5. So I'm not sure that I fully agree with that argument. However, I think it's cool and it does mean the Switch Pro might be able to do this with a bit more aplomb than its smaller cousin, possibly. Um, but there's just so many announcements in in the short space of time, and uh, I, I agree. I think this uh, what do they call it? the two D H no sorry H D two D remake reminds me a bit of um, what's it called Link's Awakening, where they took the game but basically reskinned the whole thing and made it look beautiful and awesome. That's kind of what they've done here, just but with a more retro feel rather than a modern feel. I'm I'm all on board with that. I think it's a lovely lovely thing to do. Dragon Quest Twelve. I'm sure a lot of people will be very 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 excited about a new. Inclusion in the trilogy, not trilogy, the series, because there's a lot of people love these games. I actually feel a bit embarrassed the fact that I've not played one. Was this the one that had the? Was it Dragon Quest Ten that had the ten hour demo? Yeah, it's got a ten hour demo. Um, it's actually re- it is a quality game. It's uh, in fact the demo you can continue on and, and play um, 
It's maybe 11, is it 11, maybe? I might be getting that wrong. I forget, it might have been 11. But the thing, actually, I find most uh, intriguing about this whole uh, launch was the offline version of Dragon Quest X. I mean, how do you make an offline version of an MMO? Yeah. Well, I just, I don't understand, but I'm fascinated to see how they go about doing this. It's... It's just a weird concept. Normally, games go from a single player to then being online into MMO, sort of like, you know, Skyrim and all these uh, type things. But this one's going the other way. Yeah. Really intrigued. I mean, my my theory on the Unreal Engine 5 and this being a Switch Pro game um, are twofold. Yes, Unreal Engine is on the Switch and there's plenty of games using Unreal Engine 5, but they haven't blown me away with what they've done with it yet. Whereas I think it's a system that is very, very good on other um, platforms. So I do think if they're going to be making their next premium Dragon Quest game, bearing in mind how popular this game is in Japan, particularly, and it's going to be out at the end of 2022, the start of 2023, probably. Um, at that point, I don't see that the, the the premium Dragon Quest twelve game is gonna be out on the standard switch. I just don't I just don't see it. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I just don't see it. And I think the fact that, you know, Unreal Engine has worked on the Switch, it's been good in some cases, but certainly not in all. I do think that they're gonna I think this is gonna be PS5, um, Xbox series, whatever it is, I don't even know how the Xbox works anymore. Um and the and the and the Switch <laughs> Pro and the PC. Um that's my theory. Well, we'll find out very soon who's right. Yeah, I mean, I'll be, <laughs> if, and if rumours are to be believed, I'd be happy if I'm wrong because I would love it to come to the, the switch as it is. Next up, Outright Games have announced Fast and Furious Spy Racers: Rise of Shifter for the Nintendo Switch. It's coming out on November uh, this year, thirty four ninety nine. Um, I'm gonna, I was gonna come to Al first because I think Al's probably going to be the more interested out of the two of you, Leona. But I'm gonna come to you first and say. Uh, what's your feeling on this, Leona? Is this one that it's a it's a tie-in? It's Fast and Furious. Ah, uh, what's your thoughts? I mean, we know that I just love <laughs> um, driving games and um, films and things, so I'm just so into it. No, I've I've seen one Fast and Furious film ever. I've you've seen them all then? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Tokyo Drift. That's the one I've seen. Oh, that was a good one. I like that one. But it got yeah, panned good. by everyone right. else. It's just not really my my jam uh, for the most part, and I don't really enjoy driving games. So I'm I'm sure it'll be good for those of you who enjoy the films and want to tie in. That's my opinion. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. <laughs> I mean, 
for first thing, um, I think you'll find Michael, it is not shift, it's SH1FT3R, yeah. just saying, because it for is. some reason the cartoon has this really complicated way of spelling shifter, I don't know. Well, if you want to go into the shop and ask for the rise of SH1FT3R, then you go, you do that. <laughs> Although, who goes into a shop, I don't know. No, I don't know. This is tying in with the Netflix cartoon. So they made an animated series um, called Spy Racers, and um, it's tying in with that. I don't think this is actually a Netflix game, as far as I'm aware. I think it's just... Um, based on one of their IPs it the trailer doesn't really give much away there's weapons and comic it kind of you fire paintballs at each other and there's shields and it's very much aimed at a younger audience we are not the target audience for this game mm. but if you actually put yourself in the the shoes of let's go the shoes of a, a younger like I don't know like 10 year old who loves the cartoon and quite likes the race game you're maybe not interested in playing some of the more realistic sims or some of the harder ones you just want to have fun this might actually be a pretty good title for that kind of audience yeah we're just we just aren't that audience yeah so yeah yeah i would yeah absolutely i mean i I do think that it sits somewhere around that um sort of age bracket and demographic it's certainly not one that i'm gonna be Brushing no, out to buy, but it looks, but, um, it looks cool. It's, it's got fine. over the top, souped up sort of grand, what do you call it? Not grand theft, so um, Need for Speed type cars. It's just, it's insane and stupid and fun, and it will probably be good for what it is. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. Right next up, we had also a big Sonic stream as well. I don't know if anyone saw it. Oh, Anton's going to be so annoyed. He's not on this show. I know. He's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did think that this was the worst timing for, for Anton because, um, you know, sadly for him, he missed the 30th anniversary stream and all the announcements. And I mean, I grew up a huge Sonic fan. Sonic 2 is definitely my favourite of the games and I read a really nice article about someone going back to playing it for the first time since they were a kid and just getting lost in it and that was really fun um, but there was this big uh, stream that they did and a few announcements so we're getting Sonic Colors Ultimate for the Switch it's coming soon on September the 7th 2021 I think that was originally a Wii game that's been uh, redone which so that should be good they've also announced Sonic Origins which is a collection uh, which they've done in the past. I mean, they've done a few of these, but it's got Sonic, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, and Sonic CD coming out 2022. Uh, they've also announced a brand new game coming from the Sonic team uh, in 2022, uh, which is the arguably the biggest news. And then other teasers showed uh, Ping Pong, Minecraft, and Sonic at a desk job. So, I mean, I suspect we'll have Sonic 2, the movie. Sonic 1, actually, the movie was actually way better than I expected it to be and I actually really enjoyed it Not didn't expect it to be good um, but yeah I mean interesting one the collection be, certainly been done before uh, but fair enough and colours oh, can I comment on the collection because I'm as much as I'm not a Sonic person I'm miffed at the collection they've given you I'm saying you because I'm probably never going to buy this but I know you and Anton are big fans so they've come out they've given us this uh, what are they calling this one this Sonic Origins kind of name. yes okay Sonic Origins why is it missing all these games when the Sonic Mega Collection back in the GameCube had more in it? Yeah, like Spinball. I don't understand. Like um, Why are you giving you less? Yeah, so I would agree that I do think they've misjudged with the amount of games, considering how small those games must be to pack on a you know a, a cartridge these days. It must be fairly straightforward. But Sonic 3 is a big addition in that because Sonic 3 is the one where there was all the issues with the music because Michael Jackson did the music for Sonic 3. And um, that is, of course, 
you know, he didn't do it under his real name. He did it under a fake name, and and that caused all sorts of legal issues with the, the licensing. So Sonic Three has been a game that we haven't seen a lot in collections. So actually, Sonic Three, and it, and I'm hoping it's the original with all the original music and all the rest of it, um, because that's one I never played. But you're right; there are games that are missing in there that I think. Come on, there's surely going to be more. Maybe they'll announce more. Maybe they'll say that actually there's going to be more in the pack because there is definitely, you know, I would like to see the Sonic Master System game for a start, which was different to the Sonic Mega Drive game. And I'd like to see Sonic Spinball and all the other ones. Um, but yeah, it is it is a slightly disappointing announcement in terms of the numbers, but Sonic 3 is a good inclusion. Uh, Leona, looking at the collection, I know you're not a Sonic player. So again, um, maybe not the hype that Anton... <laughs> <laughs> might have felt, but uh, some interesting ones. The new game could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think we were saying earlier, this is like the worst, <laughs> worst possible week, not only for Anton to be away, but for me to fill in, because there's so many games that I'm just like, not a Scooby, mate. Um, yeah, like I said, I kind of agree with what you guys are saying, I think. Yeah, if you like Sonic, it'll be really cool. Yeah. I, mean, I probably won't be playing it, though. It's not, it's not like a, a sort of birthday present for Leona this year, then, no? No, I mean, luckily my birthday has passed, so um, don't need to worry about getting uh, getting me a Sonic. Okay, well, we won't do that. I was going to say it's funny because there's there's just, there's a lot of stuff with Sonic Mania here, and we, there are a lot of these have been teased. I mean, we have talked about these games before, like Sonic Colors. We talked about that what two three weeks ago when it was leaked, mm. and I think a lot of people were really excited that that game got highly praised as probably the best 3D Sonic game that was yeah. ever made. I'm excited and it was on a Nintendo, which is even better. Yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely <laughs> excited for that one to come to the Switch. I think that's great. It's very, very cool. But I have to say, those little teasers that they stuck in of other stuff that he was doing, they have me. My curiosity peaked, shall we say, particularly Sonic playing ping pong. I mean, if you guys looked at the trailer, have you seen that little very, very brief, like, half-second shot of him standing at a table playing ping pong? Yeah. He looks weird. Like, really weird. But it it does it brings me back to that... Um, the movie. Was it? Rockstar game oh, of table tennis. table tennis. The Xbox it's, launch game, the 360 launch yeah, game. Yeah, it just looks exactly like that, but with Sonic playing. And there was another one that looked a bit like it was referencing like a Grand Theft Auto game. I'm... I have no idea what's Please going on with Sonic World. Uh, Grand Theft Auto game. That would be really cool. That would be amazing. Um, but I have, the one I'm most excited about is Sonic sitting at a desk. It looks like he's interviewing someone. He's sitting behind a desk with a computer in a very boring office space interviewing someone. What the heck is going on there? It's maybe like <laughs> yeah. Sonic Office. <laughs> How quickly can you fire your paperwork? Uh, instead of like a little paperclip popping up to give you help, it's like Sonic. Although the paperclip, I think, hasn't been a thing for 25 years. But anyway, still... I mean, Anton will be losing his head at Sonic and Minecraft. I know. Two of his favourite things mashed together into one. We might have to ask him about it next week. Okay, next up, One Print Games have announced physical editions of Neocab, Eternal Radiance and Paradise Killer are going to be available from the 11th of June. So this is one for the collectors. Leona, I'm going to come to you because I know you've played Neocab. Have you played Paradise Killer? It seems totally up your street. <laughs> it is. I own it, but I have yet to start it. But yeah, I think I'm going to really like it. And um, One of my friends has played it and said the same thing. It's very me. So yeah, I think it's going to be really good. So it's it's always nice to hear about physical editions for smaller games. Yeah. So yeah, I think it'd be really good. I think get more people into them. Neocab was one uh, I played recently uh, and finished a playthrough of, and there are different playthroughs you can do of it. Um, I really liked it. I loved the the storytelling. I actually like the stories of the customers more than the actual storyline itself. And there's another game I'm playing called Night 
call. I think it's night call, mm-hmm. which yeah. which um it's kind of similar. It's it's you know it's got that kind of vibe. What was your take on it? Yeah, I agree. I liked the stories of um, the customers best, and I I did a few playthroughs because I reviewed it, um, and yeah, I I was really trying to like complete all the stories because you you do have to do a couple times to yeah and um, complete all the stories so yeah i really liked it and liked the different different people i i met yeah and it, i think what's what nice about those games is that you have you can go back to it um, six months later and have another playthrough and not play the same game which is which is always a, a nice thing al i know you've not played those games but um and i know you're not really a physical collector but it's cool though isn't it yeah, they are cool. I mean, I, I quite like the fact that physical games do still exist because I I am sort of in this camp where I don't really like everything just being digital. I like their to I like the digital aspect because it's good for the environment. But at the same time, these games that are only digital will be lost to the world because they won't be archived and they will be vanished. People will just sort of close down ecosystems and they'll be gone. Whereas if you've got an actual cartridge, well, that's going to last for pretty long time i'm not gonna say forever but for a very very long time so they will be kept for posterity i like the fact that these physical things exist out there plus it gives people like anton something to collect yeah yeah he has a very big collection of games next up the pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl will be available in a special double pack and they're going to be released on november the 19th 2021 i'll throw in this other bit of pokemon news to pokemon legends arcus is going to be released on january the 28th 2022 a couple of things on there uh first of all brilliant diamond and shining pearl i think those will be a winner al i think they'll do really well um they're coming out end of the year and i think the the pack the double pack will it, it makes sense i think people will buy that um and certainly people that love the games the first time around and want to play this new take on it um arceus um now i don't know much about the game but all i do know is that people are worried about this date being too close um is that the official next game in the t- in the kind of pokemon world or how does that work no. i don't really know but i just know that people it's, are worried it's one that they announced at the last um pokemon round it was to be fair a couple of months ago <clears throat> and we did briefly t- touch upon yeah, it and that. you and anton i think were both a bit worried about it and i thought it looked amazing that's right. Very much, very, yeah, very much open world running around, and it was more, um, in more direct. It wasn't sort of your traditional Pokemon taking turns to battle. It was, it was more like real time type Pokemon world, and I thought it looked fantastic. I, I've seen all these rumors, not rumors, but all these comments about people being worried that it's coming too quickly. But actually, that's still quite a long time away. The game was clearly quite well advanced by the time they showed it to us. They just kind of needed to tweak things around the edges and make it a little bit better which is more than enough time um so yeah i i think that's absolutely fine i don't share the concern of the pretty much entire internet who all seem to be gnawing at their nails and in worry and panic um but interestingly the pokemon diamond and pokemon shining pearl being released together in a double pack other than parents who are buying that for siblings or maybe two people who share a flat that both want to buy the game who's buying this Surely you just you would go and buy one colour, your mate go and buy the other colour and that's it. Why are you why are they being bundled together? I don't understand. Well, I think collectors, but I also think a lot of people will just buy the two of them and do exactly that. You'll be amazed how many people will play with someone else and they go, Ah, it's five or cheaper for the double pack. I'll buy this one, you buy that one, and, and there we go, I suspect. But then Nintendo sells the same number of games but makes less money. Yeah. Why? I don't understand the don't rationale. Do we this. understand Nintendo generally? Not really. Um, Leona, what's your thoughts on the on these releases? I mean, obviously, I don't know how much of a Pokemon player you've ever been. I don't know if you've you've played Pokemon much. 
A little bit, a little bit. Not not a ton, but yeah, a little bit. Um, I think there will be more people than you think who just want to buy them both because I know plenty of people who always get all of them available because people love Pokemon. It's one of those things where they could release eight of them at once and there'd be people who'd be like, I will take them all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think yeah, maybe the release date uh, is kind of soon, but I think it's a prequel, right, to... Diamond and Pearl, I think. So I so, think that's maybe why they wanted to like have it kind of not a million years that makes after. Sense. So maybe they're trying to like go with that. So that's maybe why people think it's kind of soon. But I guess if it's not ready, they'll push it back. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you, I think you might happen. be right. I mean, it makes sense to tie it in kind of roughly around the same time as as the other ones. But um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in two minds as to whether it's too soon or not. I mean, I think, what, as you said, Al, um, to add to that, it's a huge company who have dealt with this kind of thing before so really it shouldn't be an issue to have six months from now to release a game you would think the amount of people they'll have on it will probably 10 times that of some developers so um i think it'll be okay we'll see we'll find out hey by the way we've got a new update for mario kart 8 deluxe we've been asking for an update Yay! for ages <gasps> oh, i'm so excited but it really what do we get? doesn't really do very much does it Al? it's kind of just was well, stability issues is that the main thing yeah, it's the most disappointing thing in the world. I mean, I was so excited when I was sitting there, I turned my Switch on and went, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Updates. I went, oh my gosh, they're finally giving us new content. They've given us new content in Mario Party. They're finally doing the same for Mario Kart. Yes. Mm. And then I looked at the release notes and I went, yeah, we're fixing two stability issues. Is that, is that it? Yeah. Seriously, that's it. You're fixing two stability issues. How many years after this game was first released on the Wii U? You're fixing stability issues. Give us content. I got so angry. Actually, I got so angry. I did have to put it into our Discord and had a rant. Yeah, I think I saw that. Um, Leona, everybody loves a game of Mario Kart now and then, even people who don't like racing games like you. Yes, even I love Mario Kart, so I am I'm with you. Even then, it still gets me. It's just a silly. It's, I mean, it's it's obviously good that they've updated any stability issue in any game, but it just I think it feels like a kick in the teeth when you've been going like, "When's nine coming?" or "When are we getting an up?" It just feels like so long, and then to see this update, as you said, um, it's like, "Oh, here we go!" But are we going to get Mario Kart Nine? I think with the Switch, the next Switch, isn't it? Surely, next year. I'm telling you, thirtieth anniversary next year. That's where we're going to get it. Yeah, right. Sounds plausible for sure. I think you might be right. Next up, Olympic. Maybe that's why they're not updating the game so that you really want. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's working. Al's been going on about it for the last four years. Uh, Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. The official video game is coming on the 22nd of June. Of course, the world is such a weird place this year that the Euros 2020 start in about 10 days' time. And the. Uh, we also, of course, have the Olympics 2020. So it is a, it's a very weird thing that because often when you get these tie in games, they do come out usually slightly before the event but often they're called the year they come out so that's probably the biggest thing to t- my, my biggest take on this Al I, I know they're normally what six months sometimes they come out a year in advance but this is I think the first time I've seen it come back come out a year afterwards but I mean the the whole world is Barbie uh, it is just the way it is mm. you have to accept this and hey it's kind of funny in a horror in a, in the, if you take the context away from it the story is funny and I like that. Yeah. The context itself is bad. Um, Leona, I don't support... I, I, are you an Olympics fan? Um, sometimes I watch the Olympics, some certain events. But um, in a couple of as, as someone who is about as um, athletic 
as a potato. Um, it's not like my, it's not my first protocol. Oh, that's so weird. When you went to someone as athletic as, in my head I went, uh, potato is what I would say. And then you said a potato. We are the clearly, same person. Clearly it's it's correct because even Al thinks I'm as athletic as a potato. <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that Al just admitted that that was your first thought. Um, Thanks, Al. But I know what you meant. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I quite like these Olympic games. I always liked them as a kid. I think they're good fun if you've got like family and, and maybe little kids in the house that, that are not little, little kids but kids that like sport I think it's kind of nice and it's nice to have other sports that aren't football games and you know basketball and hockey and all those kind of, sort of mainstream ones so um, yeah, you know, sure. if you want to play, I don't know what yeah, sport. You couldn't pay me enough money to play a football game, <laughs> but I, I've, I've played a few of these Olympic games before. So. <laughs> they are good fun. Next up, Colors Live is getting a physical bundle, Al. It is. We like Colours Live. We had a really good interview with the creator of it. We did, yeah. say, was that last year or was that two years ago now? I'm losing track. Probably two years ago. I feel like it was pre-pandemic. Yeah, but they released this one as a Kickstarter. And at the time, it was, I think, only on Kickstarter and you could get it on the eShop. But they came with a special pen, mm-hmm. if you're a backer, that let you actually do all the proper drawing. They're now releasing a proper physical kit that comes with the pen. Mm-hmm. And the pen is the really important bit. That's what you need for this game. Uh, and yeah, I'm kind of excited and really chuffed for them that they've had presumably enough success with the game mm-hmm to warrant doing a physical release of it. That's that's a nice story. Yeah, they were really nice, um, so a really nice team and came across really well in that interview. I'm sure it's still available somewhere on our backlog of shows. But um, Leona, this, out of all of us, this is probably the, f- the first game today where I've gone, actually no, it's the second after the new cab stuff, it's the second game where I've gone, this is a Leona type project right here. Yes, as someone who um, pretends to be an artist, I think... <laughs> You're genuinely very it's good. Simple. Like I mean, I'm Thank not you. just saying that. It's, your stuff is very good. Um, thank you. I have paid Mike to say that yeah, um, on the podcast. Get my PayPal across to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, send that over thank PayPal. You, you. Um, but yeah, it does. It looks really cool, and I'm glad that they're yeah, like you say, doing well enough yeah. to have something like this. I think it'll, it's um, it's really good and very accessible for people. Yeah, and I think it is. You just got to wait till September to get it. Yeah, which isn't that long. I mean, I, one of the things it's perfect for winter. To be honest, if you want it, like you know, over the kind of the second half of the year, seems seems a good time to to get this physically. But also, I think um, what I loved about it, thinking back to that interview, is the sharing thing of people kind of sharing their creations and and you know seeing what people have done and it's just a really and it's it's actually really really clever I know they did this on the 3DS and things as well but it's just such a clever um, system you know clever way of doing things okay next up Thunder Lotus Games have announced that it's teaming up with I Am 8-Bit and Skybound Games to release a physical edition of Spiritfarer along with a vinyl soundtrack which is kind of cool if we all like a bit of vinyl do you have any vinyl Leona? I feel like you would have vinyl I do I, funnily enough I do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I do too. I'm, I'm, one, not, of those, I'm, I'm one of those hipsters oh. that um, wants vinyl. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm surprised that we don't bump into, into each other more. Like, well, obviously, in the last year we wouldn't, but in coffee shops, just like with a vinyl under our arm and mm-hmm. walk, you walking one way and me walking the other. Oh, what vinyl have you got? Oh, hang on, let me just check my man bag, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, um, my bag, obviously. Um, but yeah, I do like this. I do think this is, if you're going to do a collection, I think a vinyl is really cool because it, it, it they tend to keep their value if you keep it well anyway. It's it's never going to lose value as a collector's item. But also, mm-hmm. um, Spirit Fader itself got really great reviews. Yeah, I really liked it. And yeah, I think we've seen so many like collector's editions and all sorts and soundtracks and all sorts of things released with games now, more and more and more. And a lot of the time it's just kind of, it's just kind of boring. Like, 
we've kind of gotten to a point where if everything's mostly digital, it's just not really that exciting anymore. So I always love when they do something a little bit different and to have, you know, an indie game come out with a vinyl soundtrack is really cool. And the soundtrack from the game is actually quite good, so it will, it will even be something good to listen to well, when I, you put it on your That record. was my next question because obviously I haven't played the game, so I was hoping that the music was good. Al, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm always interested in your take on these kind of things because you're like the miser in the corner when it comes to a lot of these things quite often. Like, if there was a Scrooge on the podcast, I would nominate you as Scrooge. Um, having uh, To be fair, Mike, I would agree with you. I am probably the Scrooge. Ha- having, the said that, that's fine. having said that, though, I do sometimes think you do see the merit in these things, so I'm interested to see where you sit on this one. Um, well, actually I started playing Spirit Fair. I, I had get Xbox Game Pass briefly on my PC and I started playing it. I actually did, did quite enjoy it, but didn't get very far. Um, this one I have mixed feelings about. I'm really pleased it's coming. Great game. Very happy it's coming as a physical collector's edition. So you're getting a 96 page digital art book with it, which is kind of hefty and cool. Mm-hmm. There's six collectible postcards, a sticker stamping set, which is kind of cool, and a digital download of their soundtrack. Um, and obviously they can buy the, the LPs. But I probably wouldn't pay $35 for it, and I'm kind of miffed that it's $30 in the PlayStation and 35 on Switch. We're paying a £5 Switch tax, or $5 Switch tax, I imagine it will probably be £5 by the time it washes up on our shores, and that just kind of irks me. There's literally no reason why we should pay that. I mean, our cartridges are not that much more expensive than a PlayStation disc. They're not £5 or $5 more, just harumph and grump. That's the way I feel about it. And for the record, I don't own any vinyl. I think in my entire life I've owned one, and I didn't buy it, but I may have won in like a primary school dance competition an LP of a Jason Donovan single. I mean, you're showing your age now. (laughs) I mean, that is like... (laughs) That's the revelation of the night. Wow. <laughs> Mike will be after you for that. Oh, I, I was about to say it. So, Al, uh, I need to pop around to yours to uh, grab some stuff. Uh, where's that Jason Donovan vinyl? Um, I do love vinyl. I bought. I actually bought a Kickstarter record player um, about eight, nine years ago. And um, it was an ama- it's an amazing piece of kit because the speakers on the actual record player. And often, as you know, with record players, if you get go really loud, it tends to... If you've got a speaker underneath it and it moves it, then it's obviously not going to work. But this is all integrated and it's a really, really nice sounding piece of kit. And I love a really good, listen to a really good vinyl. I love that concept of old school albums, of not just having random stuff and listening to the journey and all that kind of stuff. I like all that kind of hipstery stuff, you know. Um, Leona knows what I'm talking about. Al's like, what are you guys on? Um, but that's fine. And um, yeah, it's... Um, what, different boats for different floats the wrong saying but you get what I'm sure. saying we'll go with yep, that go with it um, so yeah so I think this is cool I think it's really cool next up Super Bomberman R Online and Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout have announced a crossover uh, which is cool although would be cooler if we had Fall Guys Al <laughs> it, it would be cooler if we had Fall Guys but hey hey ho it, it's coming we know it's, it's coming it's coming yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in Super Bomberman R Online, you can now get the Bean, Bean Bomber. He's free to apparently everybody. I don't think you actually need to have the premium version. It's just a character there mm. that is there at no extra cost until I think 4th of June. If I actually know, I think he's there permanently until further notice. But the crossover bit where Bomberman is appearing in Fall Guys is only there until the 4th of June and costs 10 crowns. Whatever that means, having never gotten to play we the game to because we don't have it. need to win ten times. Oh, I see. Well, that's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's nope, never in a million years. Yeah, my league. <laughs> uh, you've, of course, yeah. played Fall Guys, uh, Leona, and are we in for a treat when it comes to the Switch? 
I think so. I really liked it. I haven't played it in a little while since the new season came out. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. If you can play with friends, it's loads of fun because it's just absolute chaos. It's one of those things where it just, yeah, you'll be furious but loving it. So yeah, I think you guys will enjoy it. I look forward to that. But I haven't got any friends. Yeah, I was about to say, we'll have to try and do an official one so that we can pay people Yeah, you have to, to find some between now <laughs> and when it's out. Oh, sorry, I'll weird science up a few friends. I can do that. Perfect. No problem. Perfect. All right, it is time for some rumours. No, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... So first rumour this week that Valve are working on a Switch competitor called the Steam Pal. Every so often how we get these um, competitors and they kind of do their thing and some of them launch and some of them don't and some of them are rumours and some of them are prototypes and I mean Valve it's an interesting one obviously because it is slightly different to some of the other ones is this a real threat do you think Al? It's maybe the first credible threat I've actually seen out there Uh, Valve have released a few consoles and they've never really done very well they've never really made much traction certainly in the mainstream but it has it's the only competitor out there really to the Switch in the handheld market. There's a few others bumping around, but nobody pays any attention to them. The massive advantage that Steam has is mm. it's got a library of tens of thousands of games, most of which, on the right hardware, could play in a mobile platform. Yeah. So if they get this kit right, if they get it low-powered but powerful enough, as in um, not draining a battery too quickly, but powerful enough that it can display kind of PC-quality visuals on a nice little screen, with access to that library, that could be massively, massively popular and would potentially worry me but I'm going to temper that by saying it doesn't worry me because Nintendo does what Nintendo does and the beauty of the Nintendo consoles is Nintendo games so people might end up owning both of them in my opinion I would be tempted to own both of them yeah yeah I mean you play a lot of Steam games um Leona what's your kind of thoughts on whether would this be something you you would be interested in yeah, I mean, I've played a couple, a couple Steam games over the year, I supp- uh, years, I suppose. What's your um, library at? Seven million. Just under six, six hundred. I would say just under six hundred. That's a um, lot. Yeah. yeah, let's just not go there. Let's just not uh, talk to me about it. Um, but yeah, I would be very interested. That's the thing is, it's the library and everything they bring to it that would be so cool. If it like works and works well mm. and has the performance it would need, then. Yeah, it could be could be awesome. I think I would be I would be the duck right there. Yeah, I, the line. I am a bit of a Valve fanboy, I suppose, so maybe I'm a bit biased. But I do I don't think it would necessarily be a threat to Nintendo because how many other things have we seen over the years that could be a threat, but they never really are because they always offer something so different yeah. that nothing else is ever going to come close. No one's going to be choosing anything else over. No switch if that's what you're looking for yeah. there's never going to be anything that can really compete for that same experience i guess a lot of it as well is to do with yeah i think the the valve base customer base would be a much more mature audience than generally the switches and the switch obviously has got more mature there's no doubt about that but if you've got a family with kids or whatever you're probably unlikely to go for the valve ones you're probably going to more go for switches and a switch light or whatever i'm going to throw in a wee leak here as well which um just regarding the sonic stuff that um i'd left for here which is that they've confirmed the name for that 2022 game um well the leak has confirmed it so it's a rumor sonic rangers <laughs> um and it's got open world gameplay according to um to the leak 
which, you know, you did mention GTA, Al. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, could it be that, that it's an open-world GTA-style game? <laughs> that could be interesting, because, I mean, and I know that sounds a bit dumb to say, but that Sonic movie was based in the real world, and it worked really well. It did. It did. So it could be kind of cool integrating Sonic into a real-world environment, and I might actually play that game. Potentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that does sound quite interesting, I've got to say. Um, Although, does that make him the Blue Ranger? I don't know. Power Rangers? You get into, yeah, it could be, could be. Uh, Leona, I, I guess, would that would that make you go into your first world of Sonic games if it was an open world game? I mean, being honest, probably not. But um, <laughs> if it looks really good, I would maybe consider it. Yeah. I'll tell you this one, though. I do like the look of this. Um, and I think, Al, you're going to be very excited about this. Successor to Two Point Hospital. Um, the, basically, there's been a leak to say that Two Point Campus is likely the next one and heading to the Switch. So it's uh, the university sequel. Uh, I I love this. I think this is really cool. I kind of almost like this better than the hospital idea, but that's just because I didn't grow up playing Theme Hospital. Well, I did, but I didn't. I wasn't very good. But you, Al, I'm not sure. How do you feel about this? I well, I mean, we we all know I love Theme Hospital, and I absolutely adore Two Point Hospital, and I just love the fact that they're doing this now. It looks just as goofy and zany as its predecessor, set in a uni campus, and this one is pretty much a guaranteed thing. So although it was leaked. It was leaked by the official Microsoft store. I mean, <laughs> they put it up, they took it down. Whoops! You can't get a more sort of reliable that leak than maybe, that. So yeah, it's, no, it's definitely coming, and I, for one, will be buying that because why wouldn't I? Yeah. It's just... But to be fair, we don't know it's coming on the Switch. We just know it's coming as a game. But let's face it, the first one was so popular on the Switch that it's a no-brainer. Yeah. We're definitely going to get the, this. This Microsoft store have leaked a few this year, um, including the Kingdoms of Amalur remaster which came to the switch so i think they have a bit of a history of doing this but um leona have you played two point hospital because it feels again i I was gonna say it feels like your kind of game again (laughs) it is yeah i love team hospital and i love two point hospital i really enjoyed it um so yeah this does look really really cool and i'll definitely also be playing this one too yeah it looks good i've got to say uh okay let's talk about the switch pro rubbers we've held off talking about it but we're gonna have to talk about it here there's a bloomberg report this week uh, they're suggesting the announcement will be prior to E3, which is the 12th of June. It has really got hot this last week or so, these rumours. I mean, it's gone from being like, oh yeah, here's another Switch Pro rumour to every day there is something fairly big. Um, released by September, OLED screen, Microsoft Surface-style stand, USB and Ethernet, various online store leaks, including Amazon Mexico on Friday, uh, was maybe the last one. So I'll, I have to say, I, I, I think... We've been saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, but I think it is actually coming now. Yeah, although I don't think we can really claim to necessarily have like got the nail on the head because we've been saying it's been coming for like two years. No, I know. So <laughs> we can't claim it. Well, uh, yes, but I'm so I'm yeah. I think you can pretty much guarantee that there's going to be an announcement by the time Bloomberg is putting things out. You know that they've checked and double checked their sources because they are a liable, sensible grown-up media organisation and they're giving us all these specs so we know we're getting USB 3, we know we're getting Ethernet actually, which is quite an advantage because the Switch hasn't had Ethernet at all it's only been Wi-Fi and actually I'm not entirely sure that we you even had Ethernet on it sure, so the fact we're actually getting Ethernet means fast connectivity couple fast connectivity with fast processing and we have much better online gaming experiences which would be for faster the one SPS area games. that Nintendo have slacked massively <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. We knew about the OLED screen was cool. And actually, the whole suggestion of this um, Microsoft Surface-style kickstand came at the back to replace that tiny, flimsy, little wee rubbish thing that's on the Switch yeah. at the moment. 
is a very welcome addition. And it's the first time I've heard that. Nobody else has mentioned this, but that leak came from someone who'd actually been, who'd seen the actual physical thing saying, yeah, it's got that in the back. So I'm inclined to believe all these rumours and I am fully expecting, if not by next week, then by our next show after that, we will be properly excited and salivating at the mouths about a new Switch. It's annoying because, like, call it. I'm going to have to buy one and I'm not financially saying that that is a sensible decision, but, like, I know I'm going to have to buy one. I mean... <laughs> Can you not just trade in your, like, four you've already got and buy one Switch Pro? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if I want to do that. <laughs> it's not how it works. You have to have at least four backups at any one time. <laughs> well, exactly. You just never know when you're going to need that fourth backup, right? Um, yeah. Do you think this is credible, Leona? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things we've been saying it for so long. There's always a little bit of a, you know, you don't want to get your hopes up because so many times it's been wrong. Yeah. But um, it seems like, yeah, it seems much more credible than like anything we've heard so far. Yeah. So I think it's maybe time to like get your hopes like slightly above zero, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling it's, it's going to happen. Um and um yeah i mean you can tell that we've we've come to the end of rumors because i'll start playing with the uh, the zoom filters again <laughs> we've still got one more very exciting rumor to talk about Mike. yeah i know there is i'm one coming to it don't worry don't worry i'm coming to it. Uh, <laughs> our final rumor is that doug bowser has posted a photo of himself mountain biking leading to speculation about a new excite bike let's face it sometimes i think nintendo fans see something and go oh this must mean this and i kind of go I mean, like, he could have been taking a picture of himself uh, hammering a wall and going, oh, is a new hammer wall game coming? I don't know. It just seems like a bit of a stretch. But, but you know, maybe. What's your thoughts, Al? I mean, I want to say it's grasping at straws. But actually, when you look at the picture, you think, that is an oddly staged photograph. <laughs> I mean, it's literally Doug Bowser on a mountain bike at the top of some massive great big hill, sort of all by himself. But somebody's taking this picture, so he's obviously up there with a either a friend or family or a photographer taking this picture, yeah. which he's then decided to share on social media. So normally I just like shrug off and go, yeah, yeah, you're being stupid. But the, just the picture by itself does make me go, maybe there is actually something to this rumour. And I'd be quite happy if we got a new Excite bike. I have fond memories of playing the original one on the NES a very, very long time ago. Yeah. In fact, the first time I ever played it was a New Year's party at my neighbour's house when I would have been, I don't know, 10 or something, maybe 12. And I just, I fell in love with the game. It was so simple, but make your own track and then ride the bikes around it. It was epic. And it would be kind of nice to get a sequel, particularly since there's a track of it in Mario Kart. Yeah, that's true. True. I can't believe it's been 12 years since you first played Excitebike. Uh, Leona, what's your thoughts on uh, on this um, picture? Have you seen the picture? What's, what do you th- I mean, it, I have seen it the does picture. look a little bit staged, doesn't it? I mean, I guess maybe if, you think that way but to be honest it looks like every photo that anyone on instagram these days would take when they just force their friends or their partner to like go take a cool photo of them i'm sure millions of this exact picture (laughs) exists from people doing stuff like that so i don't think it seems like a super stage it seems kind of what a lot of people would do if they were like on a nice holiday yeah i tend to Um, it seems like a little bit of a grasping at straws like if he posted a picture of himself like driving to work people would be like it's mario kart he's driving a thing yeah that's exactly it so, i'm just not 100 percent. i sure. don't know if that's exactly what what this means i mean you could prove me wrong but i'm gonna say he's probably just it's just done a bike a cool photo <laughs> as like a, a incredibly rich person who's are you telling me the internet's got something wrong leona 
<laughs> never. Never in a million years. I mean, what was the game? Always right, and you should believe everything you read. What was the game I had to Google last internet? week again, Al? That I haven't Googled yet. Let's just not bring that back up again, Mike. Okay. <laughs> right, let's move on then. It's time oh. for this week's <laughs> quiz. <laughs> It sure is. So it's currently sitting at um, Anton 11, Mike at 10, and Leona's at 1,000 points. Because uh, during one of our sort of false starts earlier on, we, we did hold a quiz. We, we recorded a quick show. We held a quiz. Um, I asked Leona a really difficult question. She got it right and got 1,000 points. So yeah. you've basically got no chance of beating her in this quiz. Okay. You're yeah. on 10. She's on I'm 1, just not even going to bother, to be honest, because it's never going to... I mean, you beat me on. last time when, it, when we started on the same points. So, I mean... Sure, it was three nil last time. True. I think. I think you actually like annihilated me. But anyway, let's try and see. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do. And um, because Leona is so far in front, I think we do need to rein her in a little bit here. Mm. So if Leona wins, she gets a point. If Mike wins, Leona loses nine hundred ninety points. Wow, that is. <laughs> you, um, you'll come offensive. down the same level as Mike. Okay. So all right. No, that's there we go. Just not what you want to hear. Yeah. There's a bit of challenge. I'm in up it. for that. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Let's dive straight in with game number one. It is a 2011 platform game, and I'm not going to give you any more. Have a guess. 2011. Rayman Legends. I don't have a clue what came out. Do this. Is a random that? game. Why not? Go for it. Just what um, come to mind. Came out. In 2011. <laughs> Oh, I love how awkward this game makes people. It's wonderful. <laughs> I I'm just so annoyed that I can't think of like a sing- I can't think of any game. I, this is like me every week. Would you like week. me to give you another clue? This is like me. Yeah, I I passed. Literally every week, this is me. So don't worry. Okay, well it will narrow it down a little bit. This one was developed and produced by Nintendo. Platformer by Nintendo. 2011. Is it? Um. Uh. <laughs> oh wow you guys are doing so well here uh, is it um <laughs> is it kirby's great escape it is not leona do you want to take a stab is uh, uh did a did a mario game come out in 2011 don't think so but i'm like what else would turn up <sighs> A Mario nice. game. <laughs> um, um, no, <laughs> I'm not going to give you that. That is not an answer. <laughs> so it's a, it's a Mario game. <laughs> Combines both traditional 2D side-scrolling and modern free-roaming 3D in this franchise. Mario Bros. 3D. Oh, oh, oh Mario 3, 3D Land. That one. Something like that. It is Mario 3D, 3D, 3D Land. Well done. well done. I mean, I just said Mario Bros. 3D. <laughs> Which it was not. <laughs> I mean, I have it. I've... I also don't think it's the thing that I said. I, I mean, I have it, and I just finished it again for the second time. I mean, but I can never remember. Technically speaking, the, the title only has one three D in, in it, but I'm just going to assume you stuttered a bit, and I'm going to yeah. give you the point. I mean, so, yeah, literally, first literally, I can never remember the Mario titles because they're all so similar and different. Yeah, yes. I know. Yes, I, I get the mixed up constantly. So it's, as soon as you, it's it's the last one, I was like, oh, I know. Wait a minute, I know what this is. Anyway, but well done, Leona. I'll give you that. So actually, the game did better than I thought it did. It got um, 12.81 million units sold as of March of this year, making it the seventh best-selling game on the 3DS. Wow. Did not know that. Kind of cool. All right. Okay. Let's move on to our second game. 
We're going back to 2009. Mm. It's an action adventure game. Fire away. Oh, um, there's so many Stop of them. Stop doing right? this to us. Could be anything at that Whoa. time. Is it? I know it's deliberately vague to start off. Is with. it um, action adventure? Is it? Oh, I mean, it could be anything. Um, Ellie Noir. It's not that, but it is not Ellie Noir. It's too early. What games came out in 2009? Um, Batman. <laughs> it is not a Batman. Okay. It won quite a lot of awards. I will run through them because it may help give you a hint. Mm. It won Best Handheld Game Award at the 2009 Spike Video Game Awards. It won the Best Nintendo DS Game of 2009 from Game Award from GameSpot. It won Game of the Year by Nintendo Power as well as their Nintendo DS Game of the Year, Best Nintendo DS Graphics, and Best Adventure. Pocket Gamer awarded the Best Game, sorry, Best GTA Action Arcade Game of the Handheld. Wow! Yes, it is. Good job. Ding, 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 ding. Glad you got that because I did not have a Scooby in this world. <laughs> that was just from awards. I didn't get into any of the rest of the stuff. Yeah. No idea. I had nothing. Yeah. Well done, Thank Mike. You. Good. I am I'm suitably impressed. Oh, well, this is good. We have a tie break, oh, which no. means we're going into the final game. Oh, no. The uh, closest to the year. Right. Okay, so who goes first oh, then? No. You have to pick. Leona's a guest. Leona, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. So go I second. can do the cheeky uh, technique of just saying one either side. Okay. Okay. Mike, in what year was Doom 2? Released. Nineteen ninety four. Leona? Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, if it was nineteen ninety four, I wasn't born, so um, that's my excuse. I'll say nineteen ninety five because that's when I was born. I, I, between ninety four and ninety five, it's one of those. I, I have no idea, honestly. Well, one of you is actually bang on the money. It was ninety four or ninety five. Question is, has Mike now got eleven points, or has Leona now got ten points from the dizzying heights of a thousand points? If I had one of those whistles, it went. I would be playing one followed by a thump sound oh, as no. Leona hit the ground Follow because it. it was indeed 1994. Well done, Mike. You're now on equal points with Anton. Woo-hoo. I'll be honest, um, the 1995 thing was my instinct and then I remembered that Doom, I think, was 92, 93. I remember Doom 2 was very quickly afterwards because they were kind of like, I think they already had a bunch of it made from Doom 1. It was the same infrastructure. And then Doom 3 was years later. So, uh, yeah, so there we are. Bit of luck there. That it was... I was going to say 95 originally, to be fair. <laughs> so I was lucky. <laughs> oh, dear. I feel so bad for Leona. I mean, it's she was fine. she was crushing it. She was destroying I mean, we all always, of you. She's we now always last. knew this was going to happen. I am notoriously useless at knowing what years anything happened. I mean, you, it just hey, does not. You, you, you still got first blood. You got that first yeah, game. So. And you mm-hmm. killed me in the last time we played. It was 3-0 or something. So, you know, to be fair, this is... Yeah, I must have gotten lucky. Yeah. I don't remember. Maybe, I don't know. I got lucky because I, I know GTA Chinatown Wars quite well. So that was my luck. So good game though. Good game, good game. 
Uh, Lovely jubbly. Uh, shall we uh, show we things about wrapping it yeah, up? Yeah, well, that is it. Um, just a quick reminder again uh, that if you would like loads of extra content, I think there's something like 270 extra shows on top of everything, or including everything we do. It's not extra, but including everything if you if you sign up to our top tier as a Patreon. Um, and there's a bunch of extra stuff there as well. And um, That is a lot of your voice, my man. Um, I, That's I, too much of your hey, voice. Nobody needs that. I wasn't <laughs> even on the most recent episode of the prequel or the last call. So actually... <laughs> It's been evenly spread. It's fine. You make a valid point. They were our best episodes ever. Yeah, so I heard. So I heard. Uh, Surprised I've been allowed back on. Um, That's why Anton's (laughs) not here. He's refused to work with me now. Um, Mm -hmm. But please do check out if you would like to support us even more. We really appreciate it, but we appreciate every single download. Have a fantastic week. We will see you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Cheerio. Au revoir.